Podcast episode 82. I'm your co host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Oh, Joey Dose. Tell him what time it is. Hey, man. Bears didn't lose today. They did not. Scott, you are missed. You are. R.I.P. Bon Scott. Oh, and there's a little crack. That didn't go to him. At all. That's all right, though. No, that's all right. Hmm. Welcome to that podcast episode 82. Yes. Uh, we are Bears by week this week. So uh, what happens when you let the kids run wild? Right. Is the kids going to run wild? That's what we do. We do. Right? We're just going to just do whatever. And two weeks after a loss, all... Sports yeah. radio had uh, to tell me uh, was Ryan Pace needs to be fired. Uh, like Eeyore. Oh, Eeyore. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Why Ryan Pace needs to be fired. Or Sling Blade. Something. Do you think that's where Sling Blade got the, uh, mm. got the influence from? Taters. Eeyore? Eeyore? Maybe. Right? <laughs> you know what? You don't need some Xanax. No. And everything will be good. Yeah. It'll be fine. There's no, yeah, man. They'll be flying around. It'll be fine. Look, here's the thing. Oh, They're wait. Not... I want Deshaun Watson. I want, I want Pat, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. You know what? Oh. Ooh, heard that. Yeah, right? Sorry, Poppy, Zay. Poppy McPopperson over there. Sorry, Zay. What I wanted to um, say about Pat Mahomes, the uh, draft rating on for the Chiefs that year, Yeah. this is how much everybody thought about Pat Mahomes. Yeah. They got a C plus. Yes. The Chiefs yes, did. Yes. On taking Patty Mahomes. I'm so tired. Patty Mahomes. People the, going back and going, ooh. I wish. This, that. Shut up. Yes. Like, what are you going to do? Honestly. Look. Tony Mandrich went number one overall. <laughs> right, right. Steroided to the gills. Right. Bounced. Yes. Because he was steroided to the gills. Yeah. He couldn't cut it in the NFL. Speaking of Richie getting incognito. Wait, what? But I digress. Look. Listen. Here's the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. The Bears drafted Mitch where they drafted him. They did. The only quarterback that I can think of that I would rather have is Deshaun Watson. Okay. We disagree on this. Because if you look at the track record of Texas Tech quarterbacks. Right. Which is where Pat Mahomes came from. Correct. Right? Fail. The Red Raider. Fail. Red Raider. Fail horribly. Okay. Because they run the run and shoot, basically, right? They do. Which is not what the NFL runs. Mm, okay. So to interpret. The NFL wants to now. Of course. But to interpret Pat Mahomes' college career to a successful pro career. Right. I completely understand why Ryan Pace didn't draft him. Agreed. 
But this is where you and I disagree because, no. well, again, it doesn't matter. No, it, it, no, because there was no it Matt Nagy. There was no Matt Nagy then. They and John right? Fox had a hand in picking who yeah, they drafted. What? Hey, what? I want, I want yeah, the quarterback yeah. guy. I want the pocket quarterback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? The only uh, the only thing worse than that is the aging lesbian that did not want <laughs> um our tight end. No. Right, like come you know, on. I mean, like, I hear all this like every day. Right, every day on the score, it's you get the call, and it's they should have taken somebody other than oh. Mitch Trubisky. They should have taken Pat Mahomes. Right, or they should have taken this. Shut up! Everything that he stop did it in college. Do you know why you have to stop it? Because it's, it's already done. It is done. It's, it's done. over. Correct. You can't go back and go. Because if we could, right, the Bears would have never drafted Shane McClellan. Right, he would have never broken Aaron Rodgers' leg. No. None of that would have ever happened. Correct, because they would have taken Whitney Mercedes like they should have done. Yes. who is still to this fucking day killing quarterbacks for yes. the Texans. Yes, that is what would have happened today. Correct, that would have happened today. Whitney Mercedes is out killing quarterbacks today. Can you imagine Whitney Mercedes on this team? This defense no, is currently going on right now. I can't. Instead of Shane McClellan. It's it's an embarrassment of riches, my friend. Can you imagine Marcellus and no, Eddie Goldman no, and McCallil Mack no. and Leonard Floyd and everybody else? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You want to regret? Well, That's the fucking regret. Maybe, it isn't it isn't Mitch versus Paul Holmes or whatever. Shane McClellan should have never been in the NFL, period, much less drafted in the first round, much less drafted before, before Whitney Marcellus. Yeah, but you got to be the smartest guy in the room. Ugh. Like, he's you undersi- want to be fired up. That's what will fire me fucking up. He's undersized. And I'm fired up already. Yeah, right? He's undersized, and he's not athletic. But <sighs> let's try to stand him up. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Um, I'll, you know what? From your past rant, I will give you a doggy bag, and you sure. can put Leonard Floyd in there, and you can take that home because I'm Thank just, you. I'm not taking that. Okay, but sure. everybody else, sure, I'm on board. 100%. With. And, and not only that, but like, and the merciless, I'm, and, and I'm good with it. If you have Whitney Marcellus, you may not even have to draft Leonard Floyd. Correct. You can draft somebody else. You can. Because Whitney Marcellus would be killing quarterbacks, right? Which Leonard Floyd, not yeah, so not, much. No, not so much. Even with the most dangerous person in right. football on yes. the other end. Correct. Right? Right. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, I, I mean, I appreciate it and I get it, but just stop. Can you guys stop already? With, yeah. And not only that, what guarantees would you have had? None. That Pat Mahomes. Zero. Or Deshaun Watson could have floundered or been better in the system that's currently yeah. in place. Now, if Nagy, give me that shit. if Nagy would have been here for that draft and they would have gotten Mahomes, right. I feel that he would be infinitely better than our friend Mitchell. I agree. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, but that's a lot of ifs. And lot, right? it's two years past, that's so right. why that's even right. talk about it? Right. I don't come to your job and kick the dick out of your mouth, <laughs> right. so I right. will... Yeah, it's because you didn't have that Mercer schedule in, or whatever. No, right, right. So or you didn't get that book that everybody wanted, that New York yes, Times bestseller. Correct. Like, come on. Although, and I'm I'm gonna have to say this, and the, I'm, I'm sorry, my I'm gonna play my nerd card right nah, now. That's all right. 
Um, Nerd. You're you're familiar with the uh, Handmaid's Tale? Yes. That's on the uh, on the Netflix on the Hulu or the, the Netflix Hulu, sure. or wherever it's at. Sure. Right. So this woman, um, thirty years after that came out, she did a sequel. Margaret Atwood. Yes. Okay. Well played. Look at you, oh, yeah. knowing things. I'm learning about books and what, I am what have you. If anything, yeah. So um, I buy a copy for our library, and I buy a second copy because I'm like, well, oh, 30 years after this, this is a thing, dude. N- they haven't gone out at all. Neither copy. No, and the reason what I'm thinking is because it's about dystopian I mean it's about 2019 yeah I mean but essentially it is bumming everybody out right and they're like you know what fuck this I don't want to real, real world is like give me that give me fucking Willy Wonka exactly right yeah and that's kind of where I mean the book club, Agree. our book club last year we read like a ton of nonfiction and a ton of like really kind of like challenging fiction, sure. And this year, everybody's like, "No, man, I want. I want light. to read Chronicles of Narnia. I want happy. Oh, they they, they they picked a Stephen King. They picked a young. <laughs> they'd rather listen. They'd they rather they, read a Stephen King. They book. they <laughs> yeah. With but a happy one. No, right. With elevation. But, but so I mean, it's not is, scary. They'd rather. But yeah. exactly. And they took a, a a juvenile fiction title. Just like because. Harry Potter or life is fucking hard. Life dude. is really hard. And we don't need to read stuff that tells us that life is fucking hard. Right. I agree. You want to escape. Right? When you when you read a book or exactly. watch a movie or, or watch TV music or watch TV, you want to escape from what is current. Our buddy Shunk yeah. uh told me he never watched hour long dramas. Really? Yes. Like Law and Order None. Or... None of them. Really? He always did huh. half hour comedies because he's like Dude, real life is because they they rip rough. those stories from real yeah, life. but he and okay. so he would rather to be entertained. Sure, make make me laugh. Have I entertained right? you? Right, exactly. Are, Are you, you not entertained? That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I mean, digress. And, that, and that's what I mean. A lot of modern media is like. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, side note, or we can talk about. We'll talk no, about yeah. in detail if you want. Sure. Did you hear what happened at SI? Yeah, Sports Illustrated. I did not. So, other uh, than they, they they picked that the Lions would win the North, but ooh, go go ahead, my friend. Anyway, yeah. So they, um, Sports Illustrated, got bought, or at least SI.com. Anyway. Okay, or maybe it was. I, I, I don't know all the details. It's so hard now with the dot coms and the right. Physical. Did they buy just the digital or sure? Anyway. But anyway, Playboy. So some company bought. Look them. it up. They bought Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Proceeded to. Have Fire half the staff. Wow. Half. Did Riles go in that? Mm, I don't know. But half of SI.com wow. is no longer there. Literally. Just sure. chucked it. Kick rocks. And they came back. And <laughs> here's here's the messed up part, right? So right? the messed up part is this. Uh, my gig, right? Yeah, man. People have been let go because we bought our one of our competitions. Sure. Not to get too deep. In no, the but I mean, come on. Redundancies. Redundancies. It happens. And I don't know if that's what happened here. 
Okay. Or what? Because I'm not 100% sure who bought them. But mm-hmm. um, but they were bought and then fired half the staff. And, and Twitter just blew up. Blew up about how I can't believe that they did this. I can't believe that they fired half the staff. And I can't believe. Bah, 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 bah. It doesn't feel like good business practice. However, I don't know all the it details. It sounds like horrid. Correct. Business practices. Right. But if you're in it, like I've been in it with my company, mm-hmm. you can at the very least understand it. It doesn't mean it's right sure, or wrong. Right. There's no judgment involved in it. Correct. But if you look at column A and you look at column B. Alex column And then you look at Alex column A. Thank you. Yeah, you, you know where I was going with mm. You know me all too well. I friend. do. Um, so if you look at column A and column B, you can see the differences. You can see what should happen and what shouldn't happen, or what's going to happen and what didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right? You can look at just look at the financials. True. And every time, and there's a guy. Hey, hey, Fred. Oh, by the hey. way, uh, did you? Oh, side note. Sorry, I don't mean sorry. to. I don't mean to side note that, but. Uh, oh yeah. Apolo- or apologies, not condolences. Yeah, man. To Fred Hubner, on the loss of his on wife Pat. Of wife Pat. Um, Battling so, that's cancer, awful, and he's battled cancer, and she battled Correct. cancer, but she lost the battle uh, before he did. So, uh, our condolences to Fred Hubner. Right. But to continue the bit, hey Fred, yeah man, um, it, ten pounds, five pounds back, five pounds back, hey Fred. He was on today, by the way. Oh, Side my. note, Still Fred without, was or Fred. no Murph was. Oh well, um, the producer did the best he could, but oh, yeah Murph. Murph can just take that himself. Yes, exactly. He doesn't need anybody's help to be bad. So, he doesn't. Um, you know, he tapped his nose to no one. <laughs> That's right. Hey, f- hey, hey, f- 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 hey, fan. Of the hey, show. hey, hey, caller. Hey, Steve from Berwyn. Yeah. Hey, 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 Jim from Elmhurst. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, the Cubs should fire everybody. Yeah, hey, Fred. Yeah. Fred, why aren't you here, Fred? Um, oh, wow. Well, my question is this. To yes, you, sir. As a Cubs fan, to transition from Murph. Mm. So they fired Joe Madden. Yes, sir. Uh, I've maintained they're going to hire Joe Girardi, but who do you, as a Cub fan, want to see them hire? That's my hire. Joe Girardi? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, now, now, keep in know, mind, I'm going to s- preface all this by saying Theo wants somebody that will kiss his ass, and Joe may not be that guy. To kiss his ass, he wants. If if Theo comes from on high and says, "I want Javi Baez to play here, and I want Rizzo to play and Brian to play I, here, I don't and Bodie to play here." Okay, that's what he. That's what Theo wants. I so see. A, prefaced I, all that, I who, see a different problem. But all right, so we talked to Will Venable, my guy. We talked to uh, Mark Loretta. Okay. We talked to David Ross, and we talked to Joe Girardi. Correct. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is way better fucking than everybody else. (laughs) So, come on. They want, I mean, Theo came out and said, we want somebody that is going to hold players accountable. Basically, Theo said, we want a red ass. Right. The problem, and that fits Girardi to a T. With the T crossed. Yes, Correct. Absolutely. The problem that I have with that is that Theo is Johnny Analytics. He is all numbers. And Joe appears to be 
all gut. And that appears to be the way Joe thinks. Right. And I mean, Madden seemed to kind of be a hybrid, leaning more toward analytics. Yeah. So he seemed to be a better fit. But um, if you don't hire Girardi, I've got a real problem. I would have a big problem if I was a Cubs fan and they didn't hire Joe Girardi. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, David well, Ross has no experience. None. And again, I'm going to go back. I said this on the previous podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. All these White Sox fans of mine that, that dogged Ozzy being hired, right? Sure. Ozzy spent three years bench coach as either under Bobby Cox. Yeah. Actually, all three were under Bobby Cox. Sure. As far as I remember. Well, and then he became the manager. He started one year under. Um, no, 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 no. Whoever he the was, Marlins manager was. Yeah, man. He was, he a, was one year was with the Marlins. Leland? Yes, exactly correct. He, he was w- one year under Leland, two years under Bobby Cox. Yeah, he was the third base coach when they won the World Series. Right. Yeah. So he he didn't just go no, in no, cold. No, 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 no. He went in knowing what he saw, what Leland did, and right. what Bobby Cox did. Yeah. Game to game, 162 games, he got it, right? This is why you're going to be a fucking bench coach. <laughs> this is why you're going to be a fucking bench coach. But then you go in, and you've got Grandpa, who- no. Great guy, yeah. knows everybody. Yeah, clearly, sure. Will probably suck at the teat of of Theo to have him play whoever. Yeah, Theo wants to play. Yeah, here are but the that's num- the point. Here are the that, numbers. Right, do it. But here's the thing. Yeah, this is what makes a manager a manager. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to take the roster you're given mm-hmm. and make the best team you can make. You have to do that. Correct. That's not for the GM. The GM gives you the players. Right. It's up to you to decide which players yep. to play, when to play them, and how often they play. That's up to the manager. That is not up to the GM. The GM gives you the 25 guys. And well, next year, 26 guys. 26 guys to take care of. And I don't want to dig up Gordon Whitmire, but I'm going to. Um, he mentioned that interviews today – are so different than they used to be. I got to imagine they're way different. It used to be you would walk in, they would say, all right, you've won here. You've done this. This is how you handle pitchers. Um, You got anything to say? What would you do with this roster? Right. And that's it. Now they are like put through fucking like game situations. Yeah. They will put um, like – a video sure. on the white on the whiteboard yeah. and say, "All right, this is the situation. What do you do?" Right, and fuck me, dude. I mean, that's and now it's not only that when you're getting hired, but when you're already a manager. Yeah, the scouting department and the video department and the analytics department are scouring over every fucking call you make. Yeah, they're looking over all of it. All of it. They're going. Hey, why did you do this when the numbers say you should do this? Or what, why didn't you shift here when you should have shifted or vice versa? That's what I think bounce. I, it is my honest opinion. This is only my opinion that Ned Yost retired because the analytics department got in the way of his managerial style. Sure. Because if you look at it, there's an, there's an article in The Athletic where he was the least team that shifted. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he didn't believe in it. Because he didn't believe in it. And then analytics came, uh, yeah, um, slid him the piece of paper across the desk, right? And said, hey, um, this. And then he went, oh, shit, okay. And that's probably why he quit. Yeah. It's not that he's old. I mean, he's kind of oldish, but he's not ready no. to retire necessarily. No, but you can, 
I looked but out. I looked I out my window and I could see a red dot. That is his red ass wherever he's That's at right. right now. Speaking of red asses. Oh. Clint Hurdle. We yeah, had this man. discussion in our production meeting. We did. And by production, I mean beer drinking and sure. having lunch. Yeah. Does he get a job again in the current environment? Uh, you made a great point. I thought no until you said the Royals. Yeah. And the Royals are built for Clint Hurdle. Absolutely. 100%. So... It's either yeah. Royals or bust. Right? Right, at this point. I mean, it's either Royals or no one. He stays mm-hmm. home or coaches AAA or does something not baseball. Well, or goes to be a bench coach. I mean, if you were a manager, right. wouldn't you want him to be your number two? He's Because be, that guy two. would kick ass. It's like Wani. Right? Like, we've, we've seen on video on Comcast, or excuse me, NBC Sports Chicago, that Wani knows what he's talking about. Yes. He knows the X's and O's. Correct. He's just not a good people person. No. He's not <laughs> right? a Jimmy Johnson. He's not. Right? Not Jimmy Johnson at all. Right. Right? But that's why you need both. Correct. You need a little from column A and a little from column B. Mm-hmm. If Clint Hurdle can go to, I don't know, pick a team. Uh, let's say, for lack of a better team, Minnesota. Let's just throw Minnesota. Okay. Not that they're ever going to win anything, which I hope they don't. But do you don't think Rocco Baldelli would benefit from having Clint Hurdle as his bench coach? Kicking his ass. Right. When he, you don't think that's you don't no. think that would be a benefit? I think that would be a great benefit. Or or like Tito. If Tito I mean Tito doesn't need anybody in no. Cleveland, but that's probably a bad analogy. But let's well. say I don't know, pick a team that's Pretty good record wise, but could use that little something. Yeah. All right. right. How about this? Go ahead. How about Joe Madden goes to the Angels? I which think that's, he I think will that's a done deal tomorrow. I right? would think that he was going to go to to Pennsylvania, but the fact that he can go to L.A. is right. probably huge. Yeah. So, how about Clint Hurdle sure. there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't you want? Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're Joe hey, Madden, I'm not this guy. You're that guy. You need a completely different viewpoint. Correct. Right. Like you need. Joe Madden's all it's marriage, Bill Walton-y, right? All you know, yeah, whatever. Sure. And if you have somebody, let's wear Jimmy's on the plane, right? If you need somebody red ass, hey, go, you committed an error tonight. What the fuck is wrong with right. you? Yeah, you dumb bastard. Right? <laughs> exactly. You send Clint Hurdle to do that. You all right, put it. your giraffe jammies on and get on the fucking plane. But <laughs> when we get to uh, Pittsburgh, I like it. We're gonna fucking talk. <laughs> Yeah, right? No, you could be more correct. Like, whatever theme that Joe thinks up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, let's do uh, this. No, you're right. You're right. I think Clint Hurl would be great with Joe because it, it's, it's you know, yin and yang, right? You need that. Right? You need balance. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think Davey Martinez was that way, right? I don't think so. No. No. I don't think so. But, so I, and I don't know if Joe wants that much opposite. Right, maybe yeah, a, that maybe that would throw off his uh, right. There's feng shui. a there's a definite um, tolerance involved here, right? Okay, like there's only so much of this crap, like red ass, you're gonna put up with. And again, I look at America, right? America, America. Um, we overcorrect all the time. Every we day, go, every we day. go one one election to the next every day. 
It's complete overcorrection. Correct. So now that I've sat here and told you that I want Joe Girardi, right? Is that an overcorrection? I mean, I don't it's think the, so. It's the exact. It's the exact opposite not, of what we had. Right. I'm not a Cubs fan, so I have no vested interest in it. But I'll tell you this: from the jump, as soon as I heard Joe Madden was even entertaining leaving, I'm like, "Well, you need Joe Girardi." Yeah. Like that was my right inclination. Right. Was that you need and that's a Theo this move. guy or this type of guy. There's a bunch of on the score and ESPN. There's a bunch of, well, you want somebody that's going to, for lack of a better term, think, thankfully we're a podcast and over the air when I'm mm-hmm. about to say this. Sure. You want somebody to suck Theo's dick. Right. You want somebody to blah, blah, num, 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 num. But I, that's, what, uh, that's what the fans perceive. I don't think Theo accurate. wants that. I can guarantee I you hope Theo he doesn't. doesn't want that. I hope he doesn't. Because he wants somebody, he has an opinion, and if somebody's gnawing on his nub, right, they're gonna have the same opinion, correct? Which may or may not be the right opinion. You want all opinions. In that case, you don't want somebody gnawing at your nub if right. you're Theo uh, Epstein. But you want somebody different, and Joe Girardi is that guy. He is the the problem. I think with Joe Girardi is that he's not super analytics. Right, that's not his thing. Right. Which may play in not play into the, what the Cubs are trying to do, mm-hmm. because the Astros. <clears throat> let's use the Astros as an example. Okay, their their analytics department is over the top. It is the best in baseball, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying that because two of the guys that work in the department were used to work for me or work for us. Well, I'm not saying go. that. No, but I'm just saying that their analytics department with Kevin Goldstein as you know, baseball prospectus as the GM now and everything else goes with it. You may think that's the way to go, mm-hmm. which may or may not be true. However, the Astros talent on their team yeah. is fucking ridiculous. It is. The the you look at the players on that team, it's easy to be analytical, right? Right. Because you've got Bergman and Gurriel and Altuve and Altuve and, and Korea. And, or right. Go on Korea, Carlos Korea. Thank you. Yeah, go on and on and on. Yeah. With their lineup. And you've got Verlander and you've got Grinky and you've got Garrett Cole. Oh. Who's the best pitcher in baseball right now? Garrett Cole is ridiculous. Yeah. There was a there was a So here's the talk. Go ahead. White Sox. I would love Garrett Cole. Right. However perfect. But however no way Jerry's gonna Jerry never signs. Pitchers, he, he would much that. rather give Anthony Rendon that money, yeah, than Derek Cole that money, right? Which is, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I think you need both. I think you absolutely need both. But, but, no. If Jerry's going to pick one or the other, he's taking Anthony Rendon ten times out of 10. Jerry's going to go mm, James Baldwin. He's going to sign. Mm, he's going to sign Jose Abreu no. for three and a half million. Sure. Take advantage of the fact that he'll take anything, right? Because he wants to stay. Yeah. And then go sign Anthony Rendon for. Ridiculous amount of some money, and I'm not saying it's the wrong or right no. thing to do. I'm just saying, knowing Jerry's track record, yeah, he's not signing Garrett Cole. No, everybody that thinks, oh, they're going to sign Garrett Cole, they're not signing Garrett Cole. As much as I would love that to no. happen, as a White Jerry Sox fan, never and I would, pitchers. I would just splooge over everything no. to see that happen. That's nope. not going to happen. That's not the way Jerry thinks. Nope, he's not going to give that kind of money to a pitcher. Mm-mm. That just ain't happening. It ain't happening because Jerry's philosophy is we'll just get more. Mm-hmm. We have a minor leagues full yeah. of pitchers. Let's just bring up the next guy. Yeah. Whereas hitters, it's very spe- it's a specific skill. Well, 
and that he can fill. And Anthony Rendon, you'd have to find a place for him to play. But once you find a place for him to play, he's going to play every day, and he's going to drive in in that park. He's going to drive in 100 runs and hit 30 bombs. Correct. But you have Louis, Louis Robert coming up. Mm-hmm. Not till May because of the Super 2 bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because that whole shit, unless you sign him to a contract like they did with Eloy. But your outfield is going to be, you know, him in eighth, in left, mm-hmm. somebody in center, mm-hmm. and Lewis Roberts going to play right. You and don't that's think, your outfield. You don't think it's John Jay? <laughs> no, it's not John no. Jay. Or Adam Engel. It could be Adam Engel. Bet him ninth and fuck it. Just be done. Because okay. well, Adam Engel just goes get everything. Yeah, man. Right? You can, with a team with that much hitting, with, if you have Abreu and Anderson yeah. and Robert, you can, have, me, you can have a Menace, hot, you can afford to have a hot outfield. You're going to have somebody yeah. in center field batting ninth. Yeah, man. That's going to go get everything that Robert and Jimenez can't get. Sure. 100%. Like, I'm good for it. But, like, I'd rather, in the lineup that is in the future coming mm-hmm. up for the White Sox, I'd rather have Adam Engel than Yalmer Sanchez. Okay. 100%. 10 times out of 10. If if Anthony Rendon has to come and play second base, then he has to come play second base. Great. I don't care. But if you're going to tell me that I can have an infield of Mancada at third, Anderson yeah. is short, Rendon not in the outfield but back in second base, and a Abreu, Abreu slash DH playing first with an outfield of Jimenez, Angle, and Robert, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm fucking all in. And a catcher like James McCann, you'll sign him to a deal probably. Oh, you you'll have let, to. You'll let Beef Wallington go, and then Zach Collins will be your backup. I'm in. 100% in. And then you have with with your starting pitching, mm-hmm. you've got Copic coming back, Radon coming, Carlos Radon coming back. You've got who knows Lopez. what Giolito is going to be you like. Got Lopez, you have Giolito, but if you can get Cole, nope, well, you're not going to. They're not going to pay. But if you can get a stud ish of Garrett Cole's, you're not going to get Cole's level. I don't know that's out there. A stud pitcher or a two or three, somebody, somebody in the top of the rotation mm-hmm. to help take the pressure off of guys like Kopik coming back from sure. surgery or Radon coming back from surgery. That White Sox team is going to win 90 games. Okay. That team is going to win a lot of games. Now You're going to have Alex Colomay in your bullpen. He's going to be your closer because he's under control for another year. You have to pay him arbitration money. can't believe like they $10 million. I can't believe they, I can't believe they didn't them. trade him either. I know. I agree with you 100%. Jeez. But that White Sox team is going to win games if they go get the right person. They're going to win a lot of games. Especially yeah. in that division. Okay. Especially in that division. Because the, the Indians Mm-mm. aren't great. The Smoke. Twins, there's no way the Twins hit 300 home runs again. That's not doesn't going matter. to happen. You know what? Not going, and they don't have the pitching. It doesn't matter. It doesn't the matter. The Royals they, are going to be terrible. They were exposed. And the Tigers to, are going to be even worse. They were exposed in the first round of the playoff show. And the, fun, the funniest right? part. Oh, yeah. 100% they got yeah. exposed. And the funniest part was, <laughs> however bad the Orioles were, like mm-hmm. the first half of the season. Yes, sir. The Tigers went hold my beer. <laughs> we're, we're be Watch this. They were, they were worse, way worse, wow. way worse. Right? Yeah. So the Second White Sox half. have some work to do, but I think I, they can't. Not, they can't not understand what has to be done. Right. They can't. So if they're not going Garrett Cole because his stock went through the fucking roof. Yeah. So this postseason's been right? ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yep. Degrom's going to be out there. Yeah, sure. So yeah. DeGrom would be perfect. Right. Because Cole's gonna be his his value, his number of value has gone up. Yeah. Socks Too much. gonna pay that. There no. But if you give DeGrom three year deal with an option for a fourth at I'm gonna throw out a number here, seventy five million. Sure. 
70, 75 million, mm-hmm. 20 to 25, 22, whatever in that range a year. With his option. With an option. Yeah. Either mutual or whatever. Yeah, it's going to have to be his. It's going to have to be his, yeah. probably. But yeah. Um, I think that would get it done. I would hope because right. the Mets, I mean, the Mets have all the money in theory because they're in New York. Even with the Yankees being the primary team, right. they still have the money. Mm-hmm. You know, that could happen. It could be a DeGrom. I would love to see. I love to see any stud starting pitcher on this team because you're you're the the staff as constituted is only two deep. Mm-hmm. It's a one and a half deep. I'll take that back. It's Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez most of the time, mm-hmm. and then you know Ross Detweiler. <laughs> you know now, can we re-sign James Shields? It could. <laughs> Just he didn't pitch this year. <laughs> Nobody signed him. Duh. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he didn't pitch this year. So. Yeah. yeah. You could. But. So, uh, Bears question. Yeah, man. Now that we're, uh, that's plenty of talk on the White Sox. Probably Not far, enough. Probably far more than they justify. No, you know what? And you know what? I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, NPR did an interview with uh, Jason Benetti this weekend. I saw I saw did the CBS, hear I saw the CBS interview. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he didn't want to be you know He didn't he doesn't want to be dubbed right. right. He just wants to be good at good announcer. That's it. He doesn't want to be oh he's an announcer with cerebral palsy right. who happens to be good. Correct. He just wants to be good and N- fuck his disease or whatever thing right. else and 100% behind it. Right, he's, he's amazing. He really, Jason Benetti is awesome. He really is. And I'm and, glad that he's the voice of the Sox. But who, uh, who threw him out? I mean, as like, who got him the the jump start? Did you hear this? No, I must did you, you hear this? See about no, this? I did not. Apparently, Lenny Casper, good, went to Jerry, good, and said, "This hey, is your guy. This is the guy." Well, he grew up. He went to HF, yeah. Hollywood Flossmore, which right. is in the South Suburbs. And so did uh, Lawrence, right? Guy. Lawrence did, and there's a bunch of HF Mafia. Okay. Garfine did. All right. Um, Chuckles. There's a bunch of HF Mafia in the in the Chicago media, but okay. um, <laughs> growing up where I grew up, mm-hmm. uh, they had the stigma of the the biggest decision they made it when they turned 17 was BMW or Mercedes-Benz. Okay. Which is... It's kind of douchey. Not 100% accurate. No, but I hear you. To be fair. But I mean, to be fair. Because we grew up. To be fair. It's like Barrington, my, yeah. right? I mean. Yes. My, my dad my dad was janitor. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so when you go from that to that, it's a it's a pretty big sure. stigma jump. Right. But I digress. That's just where I grew up. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a, lo- a ton of HF Mafia. So, it doesn't surprise me that it was... Len or anybody else, Lawrence Holmes could have said it. Garfine could have said it. Right. Uh, I believe Scott Merkin, who's the White Sox beat reporter for MLB.com, went to HF. Ah. Um, any of them could have stepped up for Jason, but he didn't need it standing up for. He's that good. Like, no, he right? He didn't need to be. Len didn't need to go, you should hire this guy. No, but it took him from calling minor league games. And calling and college football, college for ESPN. football, right, right, to look at this guy, right, on right. the reels, yes. And yeah. what was amazing is that uh, he was a huge hawk fan, ginormous. That's hawk why fan. he wanted to right. get into the business right. in the first place, right? So he said, 
in the NPR interview, he said that uh, it wasn't the first game, it wasn't the second game, but there was a the in the third game when yep. Avisel Garcia hit mm-hmm. a three run homer, nice that he welled up and was like, "Oh my god, yep, I'm doing." what I wanted to do when I was nine years old. For my whole fucking life. Yeah. And I've been dealt a really bad right here. And I've been dealt a really bad physical hand. And didn't and didn't let it get him down. Pro, pro. And and a lot of it once he got the gig, his Mm -hmm. success at this point, a lot of it does go to Steve Stone. Because Steve doesn't see that. No. Steve gives him shit all the time and it's back and forth. You know? And you can hear in, Jason's but you have voice, to to make it real, right? And you can and hear. Tony was always. That you way. can hear in Jason's voice mm-hmm. when he talks to Steve about and when Steve starts blowing him shit about something. Mm-hmm. You can hear in Jason's voice the laughter, the smile on his sure. face. You can literally hear it, and that's cerebral palsy or not cerebral. No, it has nothing to do with his physical ailment. Right, none. It's that stone ponies. Considering him an equal, busting his balls. Steve Stone is busting his balls. Yeah, on the air, yeah. and and Jason's like, okay, this sounds going to be great, and then he has a big smile, you and can he literally hear it on the air in games that he and does. And Stone could never do that with Hawk. No, no, because Hawk, Hawk was t- a legend. Tell you, tell you what, right? Oh my, he is. I tell you what, he could never do that. With no, with Hawk. he couldn't bust Hawk's balls. What Mm-mm. balls are there to bust? It's right? Hawk's deal. Right? That broadcast was Hawk's. It didn't matter who was in that seat. You know what's funny, though? When he was with the Cubs and with Harry, he would bust Harry's balls, and and Harry wouldn't know. Oh. That's what... A, he wouldn't know, but there... No, he wouldn't know. Stone tells the story of his first broadcast with with Harry. Okay. Uh, Harry's first broadcast, where Harry is like, okay... (laughs) Stone Pony's just like completely off the rails, kind of in a way, and and Stone Pony is just like, uh, what do I do here? And Harry just completely throws him under the bus, right? Like, just completely is like, you know, uh, I don't know, Steve, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? <laughs> and uh, and it's his first broadcast. And another thing was Harry. Apparently, in the early days, mm-hmm. Harry had they had one mic, like Nas. Really, they had one mic. Wow, like this one. I'm holding my hand. I I see that. I wish there was video that I could do this. No, with, so to, to, to show the folks. But so Harry for would TV be like, or for radio, for or TV, for both, for TV. Okay, there's one mic. There's one. Apparently, at the time, well, it used to be Brickhouse forever. Right, right. We have a we have a one mic right. set up here. <laughs> so Wait, Harry what? would. Blah, 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 blah. And then he'd take the mic like this and then give it to Stone. And it's all wet. And, and it's gross all gross and Budweiser and Yeah. Right. And he'd turn the mic like this and then No. And Stone my nose, would have Fred, to get in. Fred, it, you know, my nose. Get in what he has to get in as quickly as possible, right? Get it in before Harry took the mic away. And that's the way it was in the in the first couple of wow. years before they gave Steve his own mic. Wow. For Harry trusted him with Steve's mic. Wait a minute. So Milo put up with all that shit? No, no way. No fucking way. Milo had his own. But Harry was Harry. Okay. And Harry was going to put up with Harry wanted to put up with. All right. So he'd be like, so Steve, hey, hey, uh, Luis Salazar's up. Backwards, it spells Razzle-ass. 
What do you think, Steve? Um, like that. I, I, I think uh, the runner on second's going to steal right now. And then he would steal. But and then Steve would be a genius. Oh, yeah. My dad. That's happened more times than. My God. My dad. Hundreds of times. We would sit and watch the games together, and my dad would go, Hey, you hear what he just said? That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Watch. And then, boom. And then it did. I know. You're like, Oh, my God. Oh, it should have happened. All right, kid. So, yeah. do we go around uh, the NFL week? Yeah, we're we're done waxing poetic about the uh, the Cub and the Sock All in right. the off season. Well, so. the Patriots and the Giants was not really Ugh. a game. No, it was not. Um, no. So, thirty-five, fourteen, Pats. As uh, as, as predicted, pretty much predicted. Um, that wasn't a the Tua Bowl. The Tua Bowl. Who won the Tua today? Um, well. <laughs> The Redskins really tried to give it away, <laughs> but uh, the Dolphins they, uh, continue not, not to have a win. They cannot. Hey, Redskins went 17-16. AJ, I'm going to ask you a couple yes, scores. Yes, sir. I want you to uh, let me know yeah, so right. I can update the sheet. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to side note here. NCAA football. Mm. Our picks on our uh, uh, Facebook site, www.facebook.com. So it's that was brutal. But I could have no, won you, you some money. I, I could have won you, you some money five this and week. One. I know. I was brutal last week. What you I'm had saying. Texas plus five and a half. You had Alabama minus 17, Wisconsin minus 10 and a half, USC plus 11, and LSU minus 13 and a half. Yeah. When man. LSU won by 14. Woohoo. Lucky duck. I know, right? Coach uh, might want to revisit his mm. uh, methods there. He's two and four. His wins were Alabama and LSU. He had OU minus 10.5, loss. Uh, MSU, Michigan State, plus 10.5, loss. Yeah, what was – we talked about this on, in, in the car on the way to our production. We did. Everybody thought that Michigan State, Wisconsin was going to be way closer. Than I did. I I heard on the on the radio that morning, 9-6. And it was not that. Was going to be the it way was it all worked because was, it was all defense. All Wisconsin. Mm, no. On uh, Wisconsin. Coach had plus, uh, Iowa plus three and a half of the loss. Camp Randall. That's I for was, you, Rose. I was three and a half. Or three, three and a half. Three and three. Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, all right. Hey, Alabama you, minus 17. You broke even. I had USC plus 11. Yeah. Fuck you, Notre Dame. Take and that. Uh, Penn State minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. So I had three wins on the day. Yeah. Uh, right. Pro wise, uh, Jay, what was the score of the Kansas City Houston game? Kansas City Houston mm-hmm. was. We watched this game together a little bit. It was on many TVs. Correct. And I'm not. I want to say Houston won the game outright, didn't they? They did. Thirty-one twenty-four. All right. So Jason gets a W. Yeah. All right. Me and Coach get an L. Hmm. We all had Kansas City. All right, what about the uh, the Philly, Minnesota? A Philly, Minnesota. And I should have, I should have loved my Vikings this week, but I did not. And uh, they won thirty-eight to twenty. Oh, all Viking. They covered and some Vikings guy should be happy. Right, Mr. Viking. Jason took a loss there. You had Philly plus three. I did take the L. Uh, me, me and the coach had uh, wins. I caught the Luigi. Win and win for myself. Oh, no, I had Philly plus three, so I got a loss. All righty. Oh, boy. All right, uh, what about the uh, Niner game? Niners and Rams. Niner, Ram, Niner 20. Uh-huh. Ram 7. Ooh, Niner. Yes. With the beat down. With the beat down. I like it. Uh, yeah. Jason, you got a W there. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You had Niners plus three. 
Yeah, all right. Coach had the Rams plus minus three. That's a loss. I also had the Rams minus three. Mm. Uh, 0-3 for Old Indy. Old Indy. That's, uh, no, that's good. And then tonight is Green Bay, Detroit. And Jason, you have Detroit plus four. I took, Coach and I both have Green Bay minus one. I took the, the, the Leon. So you can no, be three that's and one. tomorrow, my friend. That's oh, Monday Night Football. My mistake. Yep. So I'm 0 3 NFL. Mm-hmm. You would have got your ass beat if you picked my picks. Mm-hmm. Or if you bet against them, 3 0. There you go. Uh, Coach is 1 and 2, and Jason is 2 and 1. Yeah, all so, right. Jason, you're guaranteed a winning week. Yeah. No matter what. You're 5 and 1 college, 2 and 1 in the NFL. Thank you, sir. With our picks at www.facebook.com. It's that pod. Our Trying to make you get some money. I tried to mix the kids the NCA money. Yeah, she so did. Six and o. You were six and zero. All right, go ahead with your rundown of the NFL, please. Yo, um, the Raven. Um, quote the Raven nevermore. Correct. They right. uh, they held on, beat the Bengal twenty three seventeen. Um, we already talked about the Tua Bowl. Dolphins lose. Redskins win. Dolphins, Dolphins have a more. better chance. To get the Tua. They wanted it. Hey, uh, here's a question for you. Saints, Jags? Yes, sir. Let me interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt Yeah. Uh, will Nick Bonacani and Mercury Morris, whoever's alive, left for the Dolphins, will they be popping the champagne when the Dolphins are 0-16? Uh, when probably, they don't win a game? Probably not. Will they pop? No? No, not a thing. Probably not. Okay. Just want to make sure. All right. Continue, sir. Uh and our bartender brought this question up to us today. Uh, did the Dolphins go in 16 and the Patriots go 16 and 0? And Dolphins 0 in 16. Yes, absolutely. 10 times out of 10. Correct. And Joe and the I. The Patriots will stumble on a loss. They're going to have to. I, the Dolphins are shit. They are. They're terrible. So 0 and 16? Yeah, it's a thing. It's, it's quite possible. They may join the Lions under, under our boy Rod. That may happen. No, I don't think it was Rob Marinelli. No, I don't think it was. I don't Rob think it was, bro. I think it was the cat that rode the motorcycle. I think it was Marty Morningway. I think it was Rob. Let me, I'll look it up. I think it was Marty Morningway. You do All your right. work. Be diligent. I will look it up. Either way. Uh, the Texan beat the Chief 31 24. We talked about that. Niner 20, Ram 7. The Falcone. Loses to the Cardinal 34-33. Interessante. Uh, Broncos beat the Titans 16-0. I thought the Titan had a little more offense than that. Perhaps not at a mile high. Uh, the Jet, J-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Gary V. Happy. Beat the Cowboy. Very happy. 24-22. I can't beat the fucking Cowboys. I can't believe that either. I thought Sam that, Darnold. I didn't. I didn't think the Cowboys really were the truth, but <sighs> I thought they were better than that. Me too. Uh, Steeler Just Charger wonder. tonight. Um, I gotta believe that Rivers and his seventy nine kids are gonna beat <laughs> the Steeler. And then tomorrow again, I'm all Leon. I am all, Leon. all. All right. Hit me. I have an answer for you. Yes, sir. Uh, the season is notable for being one of only five winless seasons in American football history. Correct. And one of only two such seasons since the schedule expanded to 16 games. All right. The Lions entered their third season under head coach Rod Marinelli. Yeah, I figured. Entering this. the season with high hopes 
because they were seven and nine the previous season, and then they went out and lost sixteen straight. Okay, did Marty go one and fifteen? He was bad. I don't know if he went one and sixteen. No, one and fifteen, my uh, friend. Or my, sorry, one my friend. Sorry, my friend. One and fifteen, but all right, I can look though. Well, either way, um, we sorry, are also going to talk music. We talked, uh, my good friend Joe and I sat down and we were trying to write songs today and Mm. had some some interesting, yeah, yeah, we did did work. That's what you do. But we had um, some some interesting um, revelations, I will say, or realizations about how when we first started, me as a young feller at like 20, I don't know when it was, 24, writing songs about girls that broke my heart. and So it's a fully formed thing in your head. Right. I mean, you write this, it you live with it, it's your therapy, yep. pretty much. Pretty much. And then you bring it to people yep. that you're friends with, hopefully. <laughs> and, yes, of course. Um they can deal with it, and it becomes something completely different. I mean, you plant, right. you plant a seed that you've created, right. and then it grows into a thing that you never imagined. Right. Because you don't know what your best friend's going to play on the drums. Right. You don't know what your other best friend's going to play on guitar. Right. You don't know how they're going to hear what you do Correct. and add what they add. So that is the magic. And you you one time told me, yep, I think it was here, that uh, you're like, you know what? I showed up today, and there was nothing. Right. I left, and there's this thing. This is really cool. We thing. made this. Right. It came from nowhere. Right. And right, this Tommy? is what it is. Right, Tom? Tom. Hey. Wake up. Exactly. Tip that. God damn. Tip the fucking top. God Oh. You know what? Now I'm I'm gonna Damn be, it. I'm gonna be a little concerned when that the top hat goes over your eyes now. That's right. Because I'm you're on I'm notice. wondering if you're like sleeping or paying dozing attention off. or whatever it is. I think he's dozing off. I haven't heard any drops or anything. So I mean all here's what I know, Jay, is that there was formerly a bottle of whiskey over there. Oh. And now there's three quarters of a bottle of whiskey no. or a quarter of a bottle left. There's three quarters gone. Is it three quarters full? And no, three oh, quarters gone. Three quarters gone. That's right. I see what you're and doing. And Tommy has the top hat. Over. I'm just. I'm I'm, not, you're not saying. I'm not trying to be fucking Quincy. Over you're here, just. But saying. I'm just saying that exactly. There could be a thing. So pull the top hat over your fucking right. Face. Damn it. Jeez, I one I, thing. You had one job. Exactly. And I, I, I got it Damn small. It. I got it small enough so it wouldn't cover your ears. That's because right. Because that was embarrassing. That was kind of embarrassing. But, it was like wearing my top hat. Right. Because I got a big head. Oh, so anyway, anyway, go on. So, so we have this where you create this thing and other people contribute to it and then it blossoms into a beautiful thing. Yes. You do that for, I don't know, 15, 20 years since we have together. Right. And you start to, under, you know, feel what somebody else is going, going to contribute oh, yeah. or do. Yep. So does that cloud... How you write? Yes, I think it does. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. because you anticipate 
what the other person is going to do. Right. And part of that is absolutely like a security blanket. Yes. The other part of that is like, how can we ever do anything new? Because it's always going to sound like this, right? Like and that's this. and that's our and that's that was Wilco's deal, right? Like correct when when Jeff Tweedy recorded AM. Mm-hmm. At least, excuse me. At least according to Greg Cott's book, mm-hmm. take that for whatever you want to take it for. When they recorded AM and it came out, and then Trace came out, which is Jay Farrar's uh, band, Sunvolt. Mm-hmm. When that came out. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Jeff Tweedy listened to the Trace and went, well, no, listened to his album back in comparison to Trace and went, we can't do this anymore. Well, this isn't, we have to do something completely different. And then in the uh, documentary, Jay Bennett, RIP, RIP, um, would take a song and deconstruct it mm-hmm. and have it be. Completely something it wasn't when it was originally brought to him, which is one of the great things about him that him and Jeff worked so well together about was mm. that Jay would take one of Jeff's songs and just tear it down to build it back up again. Correct. Where Jeff would have these chords, and and he even said it in the documentary was that look, we don't want it to sound like a folk ditty, mm-hmm. right? Because it's one four five or one five four or whatever chord sequence it happens to be. We want to take that, and that's a good bass. In the past, that was the song. On AM right. being there, that was the Correct. song. That Whereas was now, that's the bass for us to fuck with it. Correct. As much as possible to make it completely different than what it is. And what I'm going to say about AM, um, from what I understood that Tweety said, yep. was he wrote that album... Mm-hmm. Like he was writing it to fit into an Uncle Tupelo album. Yes, hundred percent. So he, there, he there thought, would have been the Ferrar songs, right? Because and then he, everything that he did would have fit yeah. in with those Ferrar songs. You know, like on and Anodyne, that was the last well, like, time he exactly ever did ever did that. And, and on Anodyne, he wrote A Cuff Rose. Mm-hmm. He wrote Long Cut. I mean, he wrote all the songs that. He sang, he wrote, just like us. Right. Like if you write it, you sing it. Correct. Um, Although it's fun sometimes. I'm we've done it twice. Where on our stuff, yeah. Where I write something for Joe to sing, and Joe wrote something for me to sing. Right. But right. That's awesome. But um, he's like, remember that? That was awesome. That was really good. <laughs> that was totally awesome. Do you remember when you did that? It was really cool. <laughs> um, and without context, like if we don't ever play our music on here like nobody's going to understand what we're talking about and that's fine because they can imagine it being awesome when we put it up on a distro kid all 120 songs we've written <laughs> i did the math by the way side note it, it's not 120 it's 100 it's all about 100 because we did those you two cover believe, albums. though that you've written 100 songs yourself yeah I know I've written a hundred songs myself. I have. Yeah. If you count the band we had before this one, we were in. Sure. Yeah, I've I've had to written a hundred. And they haven't. And they haven't all been recorded. And that's the thing, right? It's like you can tell people, "Oh, I've written a hundred songs." Where can I hear it? Well, we haven't exactly done anything about it. I hope at some point, sure, that we rectify that and we put everything up on SoundCloud or whatever. Whatever. Because it's literally 
a hundred songs. Yeah, man. That we've written. Like everybody thinks, oh, you've written ten songs or whatever. No, <laughs> it's like a hundred plus. And we've been recording together since two thousand three, four. Ever since you had the house in Metamora. Sure. That's when we started. When you us three started recording together. Well, so two thousand three, something like that. Sounds about right. When I lived with Jose and Renee, Tom and I uh, did some four track stuff, and I thought I think you put I might have like guitar on that, like on, on drive, yeah, driver man. eight or something like we did something some like that. Sure, but I mean, in terms of oh yeah, like the legit the, the three of us outside yeah. of because we originally started the four of us. It was us three and Don, Donnie Lesko, who's Donnie Rocker. We call him Donnie Rocker. Correct. Um, that recorded a bunch of so we recorded. 20 originals, 30 originals, something like that. Yeah, I think there was two or three albums it was a lot. in there. It was yeah. a lot. And then uh, me, you, and Tommy went off and did our own thing, and we did, fuck, 100 at least. At least. Originals, not yeah. covers. And we did another 20 covers. Sure. That we said, oh, let's do a cover album of this, or let's right. do a cover album of that. Because sometimes it's fun to say, "Yeah, listen, I wish I would have written this. Right. Exactly. And um, it right. helps because when you can only get together like it's once limited. a month, maybe. And, like, and the older you get, the harder it is. Correct. Because back in the day, before, I mean, we started recording before I was even married. Right. Right. So I can, I don't give, like, it's Saturday. Let's go. Like, fuck, it's Saturday. Let's go. Let's fucking record. And I don't think, I don't think Terry and I were. I know you weren't. We you, weren't. You, married. No, she you was lived, living with me. You but, lived in Metamora. This yeah. was even before that. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Yikes. This is before you even met Terry. Okay. I think. All right. A long time ago. Fair right? enough. I mean, Kim and I have been married ten years. You and Terry have been married 12, 13 years, somewhere in there. Thirteen it was before that. Uh, September thirtieth. Before that. Yes, sir. So I mean, we've been a long time. Two thousand one, I want to say. Two thousand two, somewhere in there. Yeah, man. It was post nine eleven. Yeah. Because I remember me and Donnie and Tommy recorded until about then. Like, that mm-hmm. was around the time we went, eh, whatever. Right. And um, and I don't want to say this. It's not a knock against Donnie. No. Anything, but I think the time that I recorded our first solo, like, when when you when I said, well, you and Donnie both said, hey, why don't you give it a shot on, on the solo on this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I guess so. And it turned out awesome. Yeah. And you were just like, what the fuck is this? Right. Because Donnie. This doesn't sound Donnie like. Donnie plays Donnie's way. This doesn't no sound like. No knock against Donnie. That's not a knock. Guy. This doesn't sound like late 80s metal. Sound, right. It doesn't sound like us. Right. Because I'm playing something right. completely different. Because I'm thinking right. Clapton, 70s Clapton. Sure. Or Lifeson or whatever. And, well. And it, it just came out different. And then, you know, they just recorded our stuff. It just was what it was. And again, it's not. A knock against Don. No, and not at all. Uh, in fact, he and I still play together. And uh, yeah. there's another guitar player that plays with us, Matt Phillips. Hi, who, Matt. If you're listening to this, who brings the uh, kind of Clapton, yeah, Black Crows, yes, Allman much. Brothers very much. vibe? I've heard Matt play, and he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. He does stuff I can't do. Well, but. 100%. I think it goes both ways, right? Probably. I mean, it again, yeah. it's game recognizes game, right? I mean, that's, right. that's yep. where yep. we're at. Yep. So I don't, but, I'm not sure how we, right. how we got here, but. There'll be a podcast where we play a couple of our songs. Sure. Like, that are, that we deem worthy, to be fair. 
to be fair. That's right. And, well, the other thing I wanted to, to bring out is yeah. that uh, with the podcast network that we're hoping to launch, sure. there are maybe three or four things in the pipeline that people want to be a part of this. So yeah. We will uh, we wanna, up, we, update you on that. We want to do a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot that we want to accomplish with this. We've right. done this for now for 82 episodes. So yeah, that's man. that's year and a half, roughly, yeah. ballpark, right? Well, sure. 52 and weeks. We love doing it. Sure. But we think that there's more in the pipeline from mm-hmm. both of us. Right. Either, either I can do something with somebody and J- or Jason can do sure. something with somebody. And we have other outside people that want to do sure. stuff. For sure. 100%. Yeah. There's, there's more on the table, especially with sports gambling getting legalized. Oh, man. That's as soon as they get a fucking shop open, Illinois. Come on. What one, is that? You had one job. It's fucking clown one shoes. One fucking job. Clown shoes. Have a casino. One casino. I don't give a shit which one. Have one open that I can go to that I don't have to drive over the border to go do. Right? It's so frustrating. Oh, but we're going to talk about it the day the NFL opens. Yeah, really? it's not. You you're lucky really? at this point. You're lucky. You're going to be lucky to have it done by March Madness. Yeah, you'll be lucky. Yeah, but if they do, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. we still need Daddy to go. taking a day off. We still need to go to the QC. Yo. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. This weekend would have been a great week to do it. Right at, in, on in, the buy. In hindsight, with the Bears on the buy, sure. we both had time. We could have yeah. just drove and driven to Davenport. Correct, but. Uh, not to be. Not to be. Not to be. So, All right, kid. Hey, tell me what you got on yes, uh, the internet that you're loving there, um, Sparkles. Uh, new Wilco. That's it. That's Ooh. all I've been playing is the New Wilco. The Pinky? Uh, pinky at home and the uh, Spotify's on the uh, way to work. So all right. New Wilco's excellent. It's, it's, there are no easy rockers on it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely, Jay Bennett. If you've, if you've it does. seen the uh, documentary, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, you know. I um, do. But well, it's, you very, rock? it's very ethereal. It's very ambient, and I dig it. It's okay. very good. So uh, the new Wilco, huge fan of it. Uh, that's mine. Right what, on, man. What you got? Um, well, I uh, I got back on board with Hulu. Mm. And eventually, I got to cut the cable cord. I know I do. I'm going right? to as well. Well, I got another mid-September 2020 is when my agreement with my cable operator ends. Okay. So I will just go to my cable operator and go, see that cable part of this bill? Get That's... rid of it. We just want internet. And then we'll yeah, go. Yeah, but see. We'll, go, we'll cut the cord. We'll get YouTube TV and... We already have the Netflix and everything else. So. See uh, how much they're going to charge you for the the old internet there. Uh, it's less than what I'm paying now. Okay. Yeah, I I, I feel you. Yeah. Um. So this is where I'm at with that. Um. I would cut it tomorrow. I would tell them to pound I'd cut sand. It today. <laughs> However, <laughs> sports. Yeah. Local sports. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that, you know, F's me in the A. You're right. Sorry there, Jose. You're right. Um, is that. I mean, for, for Chicago people, you have to 
Because you're blacked out. You have to have NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah. You and can't. You, YouTube TV has it. Hulu probably doesn't. I don't know if they do or don't. No, they don't. Um, so they could, you be, need I mean, TV. anything that's offered. I mean, even if you went through the like legit channels of the NFL or the MLB, right? they black you out because of their being in bed with cable. Right. And but via YouTube TV, you could watch them. Uh, yeah. And see, and this is where it's at. And Mr. Viking, not to throw you under the bus, bro. Hello. But um, he's got a an app that will stream every NFL game illegally. No oh boy. Right. Narc. Right. I mean, I'm just. I. I don't. I don't want to be. I, narc. I don't want to be are that you guy. Narc? I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't even know the just name kidding. of it. I don't know what you're about. Right? I don't know what you're about. I'm not trying to bust anybody. Trying to bust I'm just saying I'm saying that shit's out there. Of course it is. Of course. I mean Tom, all right. Pull the top hat off. Tom, stop. Just no, seriously. Here's the thing. Uh that kid would like pirate movies all the time. Oh yeah. And but eventually there are bugs that catch up with you and will 100%. completely corrupt your computer. That's right. So it's like, all right, I get to do this. That's pretty cool. Oh, wait. Now I got to buy a whole new I can't open a thing. window. No. Wait, my screen's blue. What does Why, that mean? What, I don't know what that means. What does the blue screen mean? What am I supposed to do with that this? That means you got to throw that in the garbage and buy something new That's because right. Right. you're done so. Um. Yeah, man. There are fully legal ways to get all that stuff. But, but you got to pick the right service for you. No, no. I, I mean, I don't understand what you're saying. And I so I, I know that you like Columbia Midget porn. But Who doesn't? Right? Right. But what I'm saying is um, if you go through the NFL or MLB right. because they are in bed sure. with your cable company, right. you're blocked out. Or but blacked out. You're not if you pay for it. Like Hulu. No, 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 dude. You are. No. I think if you have YouTube TV, okay. it's included. It's no. Part of it. or no matter whatever. what it is. Right. If you're with NBC Sports Chicago, mm-hmm. you get NBC Sports Chicago. Okay. For better or for worse. This whatever's is, on it. This is homework for me. Right. To That's, find out. You have to find out. Yeah, man. What service you have and what it offers, and we also know that I'm a radio guy, so right. it's not all that it, important. No, not not to me. I mean, I still do the for uh, me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zay, our guy. Yeah. Hey, Jose. Um, he has Hulu. Mm-hmm. I personally, if I didn't have cable, mm-hmm. I would get YouTube TV. All right, that's what I would get. Not to say right or wrong, that's what I would get because okay. I think they have. NBC Sports Chicago is part of their package if you're in the area. Interesting. So it's included as part of your deal. All right. That's what I think. Groovy. All right. Before we... um, Before we shut her down. Yeah, man. Before I look at the clock on the wall, Mm -hmm. uh, the last thing I had for you was irrational sports hatred. Philip Rivers. Okay. Notre Dame. Minnesota Twins. Right. Well, no. I think think the Twins is... Rational. That's rational if you're a Sox fan. Uh, but do you have, I mean, can you back up the Rivers and his 136 kids? And Yes. I can. 
Hit I've me. watched him play football. Hit me, hit me, hit me. And I've watched him make mistake after mistake after mistake down the stretch. Okay. Not in quarters one through three. Sure. But in the fourth quarter, just completely piss himself. I'm sorry. What What have the uh, Chargers won Nothing. since he's been there? Zero. Uh, we, uh, we, zero. I, 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 that can't be correct. Zero. I'm, I'm, They've what? won nothing. There's, the answer is zero. Okay. Zero. So zero. So as Internet, a zero as a fantasy, yeah, player. Well, fantasy fantasy football is completely different. Correct. If you're talking rational everyday football, you don't want Philip Rivers anywhere near anything you have. But is the guy's he, a loser? But isn't he's he a loser? Okay. So is he in the Mount Rushmore of a Jay Cutler? No, no, absolutely not. Really? Yeah. But those are two cats that never won anything. There's a difference between having skill and being a loser and not having skill and just not succeeding because you don't have that skill. Okay, so you think that Rivers is infinitely better than Cutler. Yes. And still loses. But he pisses his leg. Okay. Every opportunity he has, he shits himself. Okay. Yes. That's what I think. And that's why I don't like them. Okay. Notre Dame I just hate because their fans are, in general, not stereotype. Not, I don't want to do that. It's like stereotyping Colonels fans. I don't want to be that guy. Well, I'm always that guy. But they're super douchey as yeah. a rule. Sure. And when you Entitled. say- And when you say, hey, Brian Kelly killed the guy, they don't. They It's just what? one year out there. Huh? Right. Okay. He killed the guy. Brian Kelly killed the guy. Listen to my words. That right. happened. That okay. was a thing. And everybody else was, oh, he's just went up there by himself and he wasn't. No, Brian Kelly told that dude to get up in that fucking scissors lift to record football when in a windy day. He killed the guy. Let's be, I mean, that's what it is. What it is. He Not died. only that, but just Notre Dame fans in general are just douchebags. And he died and Jesus wept. Correct. So Touchdown, Jesus wept. Right. There you go. All right, man. Um, That's my mine. Well, first of all, let me share uh, our correspondent from down south. Sure. Uh, the Oasis super fan, the uh, Western Illinois Coach Gillespie. Correct, yeah, Coach Gillespie. Anyway, Gillespie. Um, living eleven minutes, I believe it was eleven minutes from home plate. At Bush Stadium. Bush. He would, um, it would be obvious that you would think that he would hate the Cubs. Uh, one would think. It's not correct. No. However, well, it's not correct because However, he's not a Cardinal fan. He's not. It's correct because he's a Giant fan. Which still does they boggles the shit on me. Well, you know what? Hey, we all love who we love when I we're believe, younger. I believe that. Mr. Gillespie is the same age as us ish. He's close. He's right in there. He's in sure. there. Well, he's like he's younger. No, no he no, he's younger. Okay. Uh if he's younger than us, then I can understand like yeah, Will Clark Giants yeah. being awesome. He's in there. And if that's where he's at, sure. Great. Right. I'm in. Hundred percent understand. Yeah, yeah. So what if he's like Barry Bonds apologist? No, no, no. No. Okay, good. No. Uh there's not a So I've never talked to Mike about his fandom and and why he is sure. a Giants fan living near St. Louis. Well, and that's an outstanding reason to bring him into Studio B. Yeah. So he, he can come in here and justify it. 
Correct. Screw you, Mike. <laughs> so anyway, he says uh, uh, you would think he would hit the Dodgers. No, he hates the Cubs. How are you a Giants fan and don't hate the Dodgers? I'm sure he I, does, but I'm he hates a, the Cubs more. Because I know a Dodgers fan. Yeah. They hate the Giants. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them like level of like I hate the Twins or you hate the Cardinal, the Cardinal. or the Packer. Yes. Because Satan has two assholes. Clearly. And it's the Cardinals and the Packers. Correct. For me. So I'm trying to figure out how a guy, a guy, who, How's a guy? who doesn't like, who likes the Giants. Right. And doesn't hate the Dodgers. How does that happen? No, I'm. he does hate the Dodgers. Well, good. He just hates the Cardinals. I'm sorry. Cubs he hates more? As in, well, that's his, by cracking in, in then. It's got to be location. In his, his terms. He hates the scrubs more. That's got to be location. It has to be. Right? Right. He may not be a Cardinal fan, but he thinks, no, he not thinks a like a Cardinal fan and he's the Cubs. Uh, yes. That's my thinking. He also brought to us uh, <laughs> Sammy Hagar in St. Louis, Oof. which... Yeah. Right. Um, I've seen Sammy Hagar. I will, hands up, yes. I have seen Sammy Hagar in concert right on. on the VOA tour. Okay. When I Can't Drive 55 was the big thing. Right. Done. I've seen him in concert with Van Halen. So you're saying check it off? It was Van Hagar. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. My favorite My favorite still. Um, I don't know what the complete attraction is to Sammy in St. Louis. Sure. But um, it's it's definitely there. Uh, right. When he plays there, they on the radio, they call it yeah. Sammy Day. Right. I mean, it's, All right. it's a thing. Fair I mean, enough. it's... Fair it, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I can tell you this, that Ric Flair. Yes, sir. When he was NWA champion. Go ahead. Woo! Woo! Um, loved wrestling in St. Louis. Oh. For the main reason that whatever venue they were playing in, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling in was always sold out, and he got like 15% off the top. So, nice. So uh, he loved going to St. Louis. Yeah, man. That was his jam. Uh, sure. He, he, he maintains to this day that... One of his favorite matches of all time was when he wrestled Bruiser Brody. If mm. those of you out there that know who he is, I do. Back in eighty two, eighty three, in the Keel Auditorium, uh, he made a big fat check because <laughs> right the place was sold. Not only was it sold out on YouTube, you can go and look, and there's Japanese footage of that match. Wow! Yeah, that was filmed for NHK in uh, Japan. Wow! Of that match, because Bruiser Brody was over like Rover in Japan, so. Sure. Any chance you get to wrestle the NWA champion, they're going to film it. Yeah, man. And it was crazy. And they were the biggest payoffs in the whole nine yards. So uh, St. Louis was a very fond territory for the guys back in the day. All right, kid. Um, again, my uh, my eye to the clock on the wall oh is cloudy. It is it is. Do you need me so, to clarify it? Or? No. Okay. What I'm saying is... Yes. Um, the wrestling discussion that we had earlier. Yes. You can tune out now, Coach. Yeah, Coach, you can stop. But We saved it for the last five minutes of the show. So. We did. <laughs> so um, I was telling you, um, last podcast on the left, Yep. Uh, my guy Ben Kissel my guy. also does um, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, which is a <laughs> fantastic. Which is, by the way, ironically, 
Tommy's favorite podcast. Oh well, look at you. Look, see, he's yeah, not, he's all he's, he's grinning over. Now he's there. all yeah. Now he's yeah, all I smiles. Mean, now he's all smiles. He is. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Um, so he um, started a new wrestling podcast, which got me to listen to wrestling podcasts. Right. Which there's another one that I listen to um, sporadically because the husband of the lady from um, My Favorite Murder does right. a, does a wrestling podcast. Okay. Vince. Right. Okay. Um. Not Vince McMahon. No, no, it's not. Linda McMahon is on the My Favorite Murder. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be the greatest podcast w- ever in right? the history of ever. Wouldn't it? Sorry, because they would be real. I digress. Right? Uh, yeah. So who has Donald Trump murdered? Right. Well, let yes, me tell you. Yes. Anyway, so um, yeah, the uh the new podcast that he's got, they um brought up Brody King. My guy. An, an independent wrestler. As soon as you brought him, you're like, Brody somebody. And I'm a Brody King. Right? I know exactly you're like, what you're talking about. Well, what's hilarious is you go, well, there's like four Brodies in the independent circuit. Right. And I was like, well. He's all th- tattooed. This cat's like 6'5 and tattooed. And you're like, Brody, Brody King. King. That's exactly what it is. Brody yes. King. Right. So, yeah. um, but it's just, it's amazing that they're able to talk about the industry and how it works and still not like destroy it which is what it, i really loved about it right and i mean i love knowing i mean about kayfabes and i love knowing about shoots and works and i love knowing about i mean it you kind of feel like you're in on it a little bit but not so much that you're like oh this is ridiculous absolutely yeah it's one thing to be in on the story. Yes. But you want to be surprised. Correct. You want to see how they play it out. Yes. And I'll go back to the debut last Wednesday, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, of All Elite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. The former Jack Swagger. AEW, baby. That's right. Uh, Jake Hager is his real name. <laughs> Swagger. He came out and beat the piss out of Dustin Rhodes or whatever. No, wait. To set up Stardust? No. Gold Dust. Gold Dust. Sorry. Right. So my bad. So now we turn to this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And this is the part which is awesome about wrestling. Jake Hayer, uh, when he was Jack Swagger in mm-hmm. TV, had a gimmick. It was called We the People. Okay. So he'd stand in the ring, put his hand over his heart, his left hand, like I'm doing right now, like you can plainly see in the podcast. Exactly. And say, we the people. It's a visual medium. He'd go, we the people. And the crowd would go, we the people, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, as far so, as he got with the... Uh... So well, he was champion. Mm-hmm. He gave him the belt. No, but I'm just saying. But they he, they get to AEW last Thursday, mm-hmm. last Wednesday. And he's now in a uh, a faction. I like to call them in wrestling. Okay. With Chris Jericho, uh, Sammy Guevara, and the former LAX, which is Ortiz and Santana. I don't know what they're called really, but they're just Ortiz and Santana. All I know is that War so, is Jericho. So they start chanting "We the People" in mm-hmm. the crowd, 
we when he when he, when Chris Jericho is talking about Jake Hager, he's like, mm-hmm. "This guy is the greatest," and he's huge. Look at him and the whole thing. Right. Kurt goes, "We the people, clap, 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 clap. We the people." And he's like, "Not, that's not him anymore." Jericho grabs the mic, <laughs> exactly, and he goes. <clears throat> It was a terrible gimmick by bad creative. We the people's dead. Wow. <laughs> like flat out on the air. Like we the people's dead. This is a terrible wow. gimmick by bad creative. So if you're in the audience, how do you feel about they that? They start cheering. They started cheering. Okay. Yay. And then Okay. That was it. It was the end of it. Never heard another peep about we sure. the people. Interesting. Chris Jericho just took it and went, Nope. That's story. That was them. Well, that was them. Jericho. This is us. Jericho didn't do it. No, Jericho. Hundred percent. No, I'm did. saying AEW writers did it. No, that's not true. Come Jericho, on, Jericho did it. He just did it because he didn't know they were going to chant that. He had no idea. How could he not know that? But he took the mic because he's a pro. Okay. And he's experienced, and that's the hook. Right. I mean, and he went. You know what? This is a shitty gimmick done by shitty creative. Yeah. This isn't us. That's, that's outstanding. That's what he was. Well played. And his point was, that's what he was. Okay. This is what he is. All right. And Jericho's like, he's a badass. He's yeah. In, he's in Bellator. He's undefeated. Yeah. He's two matches in Bellator. Nice. Fights in Bellator, mm-hmm. you call it. He's won them both. He's a badass. Sure. This is what he is, not what he was. This isn't we the people I... shit. He took it and went, All right. and went, fuck you. He's not this. He's this now. I'm tipping Tom Chapeau to this. Yeah. Because that's and, well and played. Chris Jericho was outstanding in it. And and I I appreciate the fact that not only Jericho took it upon himself to do it, mm-hmm. but that AEW as a whole. Allowed him. Not only allowed him, but are trying to shun anything in the past of people. I love much. it. They're taking anything that Fresh anybody start. ever did. Yeah, man. Because, I mean, the, like, I we're way over the clock is way beyond and, no. and clicking terribly. But, no. like, for example, the Young Bucks, we were the big tag team in AEW. Mm-hmm. They have done everything in All Japan and New Japan, excuse me, New Japan, and, and mm-hmm. Ring of Honor and everything everywhere. Sure. Ignored it all. I like Just, it. Just look, this is that stuff brought us to this point. From this point on, it's us. We did this. We took care of this. We have done this. Right. We are going to express ourselves in this manner going forward. That's outstanding. They're not going to rely on anything that happened in the past. Like you could go on with Cody Rhodes, for example, right? Sure. You have Cody Rhodes, who was Stardust in the WWE. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could dwell on that gimmick for 95 days. And you can dwell on the fact he was with Ted DiBiase Jr. Mm-hmm. and Randy Orton. Right. And they did this, 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 that, and this, this. None of it is relevant. None of it. They don't care. They acknowledge the fact that he's to this point. But once this point happens, right, he's fucking Cody. Sure. That's it. With a shitty mustache. Oh, well, no mustache now, but oh, well. Dustin Rhodes? You can acknowledge the gold dust thing from heel from mm-hmm. today to uh, February, right? Dustin Rhodes now is Dustin Rhodes, how he is today. Okay, Kenny Omega, he had a gimmick in New Japan. He's Kenny Omega today. John Moxley, the Dean Ambrose, former Dean Ambrose in WWE. Oh, wow, he's a completely different person. 
He's John Moxley. Okay. He's not Dean Ambrose. So, and they're not trying to cash in on the past of these guys. They're cashing in on the future of these guys, and that's what makes them different. That's interesting. Now, uh, sorry, Coach. Sorry, um, Coach. Again, does everybody go to like their? I I know it's a trend to use your normal your real name, right? So that's a a thing. Like, is John Moxley a real name? No, it's not his okay. real name. All right. No. Well, neither was Dean Ambrose. Right. Right. But And but, he was in Shield, right? He was. He okay. was in the Shield. And John Moxley was a character Shield that he was a did. Beast. It was so good. God. Like if you ever want to watch an awesome dude six man tag, oh. I gotta find the pay per view, but watch uh the Shield versus the Wyatts when yeah. it was Bray Wyatt and uh uh Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Okay. That's amazing. But I digress. Yeah. They're not going to do that again. Like, whatever you saw in the past for sure. anybody that's on that show now. No, I like it. You're not going to see it again. I like it. You're not. You know what? I mean, and going back to Rory King, and I don't want to mean to get on my knees for Sorry, this cat, but um, he did mention that part of what makes them special is keeping that. Basically, he's saying, you know what we are? We're in North Dakota State. Yes, hundred percent. And keeping Him. that, keeping that yeah. legit, yeah. where they have a pipeline to move people through and keep yes. people fresh right. and keep people that caliber. Yes, um, is a Him. is a thing. It's Brody King and it's uh, the old uh, Luke Alette, who was in WWE, is a Quebecer. Mm-hmm. Long okay. ago, PCO is what he's doing in his now. Right. And, and Marty, then Marty Scroll. Yeah. Marty Scroll. Those guys, they're already established. Mm-hmm. So the tradition is in wrestling is you take guys that are already established and you put over, quote unquote, mm-hmm. newer guys. You get the new people because they're already over. Correct. Marty and, and, and Brody and PCO can go anywhere. They can go to ROH, they can go to EAW, they can go to WWE. Right. They're over. They're established. Mm-hmm. They are who they are. They're established. Right. What you do then at that point is you take newer guys, wrestle them against them, and get the newer guys over to keep the cycle going. And that's one thing that a lot of people on the outside who are not wrestling fans don't understand, mm-hmm. is that you have to constantly keep somebody on top. You can't just rest on your laurels and go, okay, no, well, that that's it. Because... Once that guy's not over, you if you have nobody behind him to Correct. get over, you're fucked. You dry out. You're fucked. Your ratings are gonna go down. Ask, yeah. ask Vince. Right. If you have nobody to replace John Cena, if you don't have Roman Reigns to replace John Cena, right. you got nothing. You've got fucking nothing. Right. There's nobody gonna watch your shit. Yeah. You need to get somebody over. Worse or bad. And it it, it worked out to Vince's uh favor. Mm-hmm. When Roman got, and this is going to sound fucking horrible, it is. When Roman got leukemia, right? Because they tried forever and ever and ever to get Roman over. It humanized, and they him. shit all over it because yeah. they were being. It was being force fed. He was also in Shield to the fans. He was also in the Shield, and yeah. they kept forcing it down people's throats. Right. But when he got leukemia, and you had sympathy for him, and then mm-hmm. when he came back, it was huge. It was enormous. He was a face. He, right. he was the baby face that Vince wanted from day one. And it's unfortunate that how it, it happened, it that. happened. Right. But it's fact. Right. 
it's the way it happened. It's not. It's unfortunate that it happened that way. It sucks that he had leukemia, and then came back and he beat it. Great. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. <laughs> it really is an awesome story. Hey, bro. Good for you. Good for you, Joe. Like, right. His name is Joe Anawi. Yeah. And he he beat it. Great. Fantastic. How we're gonna make? But that he work. doesn't get to that point. No. He doesn't get to be the face he is now without that. Right. Which is sad. It's a sad commentary yeah. on wrestling fans. Right. Because Vince was trying to force, force, force this guy down your throat. And they weren't having it. They 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 recognized that Vince was trying to do that. And then shit on it because Vince was trying to do sure. that. Sure. But then it happened happenstance Naturally. was that he or it was like Daniel Bryan. It was the same same thing. Like he got concussed. He was a face. Yeah, but he wasn't nearly the face he was. No. By the time. Right. Yeah. Like, it didn't work out in his favor. Yeah. But, at but any rate. He was NXT. He was NXT for a little bit. Yeah. And then he choked out Justin Roberts with his tie. Yeah. And that was it. He was out of, he, they fired him. Yeah. And they brought him back later. That's a whole other story. Sure it is. Coach is like, for another coach time. is like, stop, pause, delete, whatever. No, hey, man. Um, It's valid. It's a valid story. I, I just hope. That either Zay or I can um, yeah. get caught up enough. <laughs> anyway. I think Zay's caught up enough. No, 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 no. I'm just saying myself. Yeah. Um, but from the last podcast that I listened to, uh-huh. talking about my guy Kistel, yep. um, they were saying that um, you... The segments between, like WWE yeah. and uh, PWG, PWG is yeah, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and that is like the the top independent. Yeah, P It's kind of like the way to put it is PWG is like I don't even know how to put it. Double A, the best double A team. Sure. Then you have Triple A, mm-hmm. which is like Ring of Honor. Uh, right. Not AEW. They're above that, but. Ring of Honor would be like AAA, and then, and then like, like <laughs> AEW is like, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but the maybe the Royals, what the WCW used to be, yeah, okay, and WWE is the Yankees, okay, AEW is like the Royals, right, which are they're good enough to be in the pros, but not, they haven't gotten there yet, right, whereas uh, Ring of Honor and um, the new NWA owned by Billy Corgan. Wow. Is kind of at double A level. They're kind of. Our Smashing Pumpkins, brother? Correct. Okay. One and the same. And. Uh, is he keeping it Chicago local? No. Uh, uh, and I was gonna, I was thinking about talking about it today, but since we're already on the subject. Yeah, we are. Uh, sorry, Coach. He started. Sorry, Coach. Um, the NWA, he bought it a couple years ago, mm-hmm. the trademark. Okay. And he had a vision for it. All right. Which he. Let play out on YouTube, mm-hmm. like the storylines and everything else. Now they're recording uh, studio wrestling, like the old '80s WTBS studio, like with in, in front of like a hundred people. Wow! But in the studio, uh, with cameras going, it's it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's really really good, and it's it serves a niche that isn't out there for people necessarily. Okay. There's a certain um 
feel for studio wrestling, mm-hmm. like the ring and the sounds of the ring and the crowd, sure. the whole nine yards. Um, yeah. It's hard to explain on a podcast. No, dude. I, I mean, I um, remember it, when it was all black and there was like, like you said, like 100 people in there and it was all regional yep. and it was all, you right. would hear the, yeah. the springs like for on exa- the bottom of the- I'll give you, that's a prime example mm-hmm. is that they don't use WWE and I believe AEW also, they put foam in between the rafters on the rings because the ring is just a bunch of joists that okay. are laid out and then you put plywood over it. Sure. And then a pad mm-hmm. and the canvas and that's the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, WWE puts- foam on the joists they put like you know whatever just foam not spray foam but like just foam sure and that deadens the ring so when you hear it you don't hear the whole maneuver of the ring you just hear clunk or whatever right Mm -hmm. whereas the nwa tv show they don't put the foam in the ring so you it's as much audio oral sure a-u-r-a-l correct oral as it is visual mm-hmm. so when you see the maneuver happening you hear the ring go blam 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 and it's really loud right it's really loud but that's the way it was that's part back of it. in the day sure it was part of the presentation yeah part of the production yeah that's what they've done and they do that differently and that's what you have to do nowadays you can't have the same thing that everybody else has you have to give it a different light yeah and that's the way billy has done it He's brought in studio wrestling and made it studio wrestling. It's nice. taped in Georgia, just like just like Georgia Championship Wrestling was back in the eighties. Okay, uh, at Georgia Public uh, Broadcasting (GBP), uh-huh. and they pay for the studio and they pay for the time and they pay for the cameras and they pay for everything else. And it looks just like Georgia Championship Wrestling. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy that how is, awesome it looks. That is nice, but it's it serves a purpose. It serves yeah. a niche that. The WWE and all their arena shows and AEW and their arena shows, they don't serve. And WWE serves that. All right. Well, Brody King was talking also about um, New Japan wrestling. Yes. New Japan And how it's hard to get those folks to get amped up. It's really hard. And when you do, how amazing that is. Because Japan audiences, it's like golf claps. Are right? Yes, hundred percent. They are. Um, again, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Sure, but they're Japanese. They're right. Very, I mean, it's they're very s- polite mm-hmm. and very reserved. Reserved. That's a great yeah. way to put it. They're very reserved. So mm-hmm. if you can get a pop from a Japanese crowd, you got a pop, brother. Right. Like that that's a huge thing. Yeah. Or if you can get them to go, oh, like that's another big thing, right? Like, no, and and he said that he wrestled in the, uh, like the main Tokyo Dome, yeah, the big show, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And hearing everybody like cheering against him, yeah, that was it out of you. awesome. Oh yeah, I mean he was. Oh yeah, he just thought that 100%. was amazing. Yeah, 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 and. Even in these small shows they play, there's a, there's a place in Tokyo that is legendary uh, for Japanese wrestling. It's called Cork and Hall, mm. and um, it's a very small place. But if you can get that crowd to pop against you, you've done something. Because yeah. again, Japanese polite, reserved. Right. They don't. They're not going to go nuts. And that's the hook. But right, if you can make them pop, boo or whatever. 
now you're on to something. Right. right? And that's the whole thing of any wrestler. Coach. Sure. Uh, sorry to say this. Coach, yeah, yeah. Any wrestler, their whole job is to get a reaction from the crowd. Exactly. If if two guys are out there and there's no reaction from the crowd at all, that's bad. That's real bad. They want to boo. They want to yay. They want to yep. cheer or they want to boo the fuck out of the villain, right? That's what they want. That's what they the crowd at a wrestling show wants to do. They want to suspend their disbelief of what's going on in terms of being it real or fake. Right. And they want to cheer the heel or cheer the face or mm-hmm. boo the heel. If you get nothing, any wrestler would tell you if there's no reaction, you're fucked. Right. You're fucked. And, I mean, they talked about it a little bit on this, but although the moves are new in New Japan, right? I mean, it's like faster yep. and whatever, uh-huh. but they are so entrenched in face wins, 100%. heel loses. 100%. Every time, at the end of the day, no way. No matter what, no the way feud, evil wins. No, no matter what the feud is. Yep. If you're a face, you end up winning. Yep. And that's how it was here in the seventies and eighties. Sure, and, and that's the what, face won, the heel lost. That's what he that's says. Just that it what was, happened? Yep. And you can build up to that, like <laughs> the classic New York thing at Madison Square Garden was when mm-hmm. Bruno was the champ, for example. Mm-hmm. The first match would be a disqualification. And the second match would come back no DQ, mm-hmm. and somebody would win by nefarious means. Sure. Then the third match back would be a cage match. And that's how it happened in New nice. York. It was a pattern. I love it. There may be a match in between those, but that mm-hmm. was the pattern. Sure, Bruno, sure, sure. When Bruno was the champ for yeah. seven fucking years or eight years or however long he was the champ. DQ. No matter who was brought in mm-hmm. to wrestle him, the first match was a match, regular mm-hmm. match, and there was a disqualification. Right. One way or the other. Second match, no DQ. Nefarious means happen. Some the heel wins, and right. then the third match was the blow off, and Bruno walks out the champ. That's, that's outstanding, and that's you can go back for those entire eight years that that Bruno wrestled, and nobody noticed it. Like, that's no, well it, scripted. It wasn't, but that wasn't a th- there was no right thing right that told you that sure. there was no internet. There was no yeah, exactly. You know, it all started on AOL message boards mm-hmm. and everything else. Like, there was no kayfabe. There was nothing to tell nothing. you that this was going to happen. You right. showed up. You're like, oh, that dastardly Billy Graham, dang it. Yeah. Bruno's going to get him next time when it's sure. no DQ. He's going to get his revenge. Right. And then that happens, and, and Billy Graham wins by some nefarious means, chair, whatever. Sure. Oh, you know what they they can't have out, or, or like his manager would interfere. They gave the ref. I a can't sleeper. believe I can't believe that they did this. It's going to be a cage match now where nobody can interfere. Right. And this is going to be the way it's going to end, it's and that's the only way. The, way. That's the WWF mentality in New York mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden and right. a few other venues, I'm sure. Sure. But that's the way it thought, and when you think that way. And you're sold out every fucking night. Yeah. Because that's what this this is a business. Right. right? Wrestling's a business. At the bottom, the bottom line. They need to make money. And when there's 20,000 people the first night, mm-hmm. and there's 20,000 people the second night, and there's 21,000 people on the blow off. Sure. Because you fit as many people as you can fit into your venue at Madison right. Square Garden as you can squeeze in there yeah, you and can. still be legal. Mm-hmm. You do it. Because you know what? That first round, they're going to pay $10 a ticket. Second round, they're going to pay $15 a ticket. Third round, they're going to pay $17 a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's more money for Vince Correct. Sr. at the time. Yeah, More money for Bruno. More money for the person Bruno's making. Because 
they got paid the same amount of money. Sure. Right. Everybody thinks, oh, because this guy lost. Nope. That's not the way it worked. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's, he got paid X. You got paid X on the house, right? So if there's 10,000 people, you made less money than if there were 12,000 people. That's how it worked. Sure. Were there two sets of books? Of course. It's a nefarious fucking thing. My advice. Here's a here's an internet thing I love, and we are, man, we are so over time. That's all right. This is an XL That's edition. Right. The XL edition of It's That Podcast. Um, it's called Blood Red Money Green. Mm-hmm. It's a book. It's a three, set of three books. <clears throat> and um, it, it's an insight on- We need a cough button. What, what hey, we do, or a foot switch or something. Um, it's an insight on how the wrestling business was. Mm-hmm. Like you read it, and you go, okay, that's, that's what I envision it being. And it's really more a crime novel than it is- a wrestling novel. Okay. It's a it's a crime novel based in wrestling versus a wrestling novel. All right. It's really good. And there's three parts to it. It was written by Paul O'Brien, um, who is who helped JR write his first autobiography or biography. Okay. Uh Slobberknocker, which is a great book. But um but Paul O'Brien wrote Three really good books. And again, if you like crime, mm-hmm. they're great books. Yeah. I highly recommend them. Um, you know I do. They're on Amazon. You, I think you buy all three on on Kindle for like 10 bucks or something. It's like nice. some crazy amount of money. Um, I'm a true crime guy. But uh, I highly recommend it. And all they're right. not wrestling books. Mm-hmm. They're crime books based they have in wrestling. wrestling. Right. And, but they paint the picture of 70s and 80s wrestling. Nice. Like backroom under the table agreements and everything else uh, that go, went on in wrestling in the day. Right. That's my internet thing. If you want to go, blood, I believe it's called Blood Red Money Green. All right. Yeah. And it's, um, if you think about it, it's the little brother to the NFL because, I mean, Peter can't telling us about North Dallas 40. Right. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah. Especially now with SmackDown on Fox. Right. I mean, and the money wasn't there is where I'm going with that. Correct. You're right. Yeah. The money wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, all the but money now was it made, is. Oh, well, yeah. But all the money now, or back then, mm-hmm. was uh, there was two sets of books. Mm-hmm. You got paid on the house whatever the promoter thought you should earn. Sure. There was no X equals whatever. Like That wasn't a thing. Yeah. It was whatever the promoter paid you that thought you were worth. That's shitty. And uh, again, that was what musicians used to get paid too. Yep. Yep. You got. I mean, they would tell you the door, and you would say, "I thought there was a hundred people here," and they're like, "Nope, just twenty-five. Correct. Here's your money. Yep. That's the way it worked in wrestling forever. Was yeah, there was only a thousand people here, and then the guy would go, "I think it might be. I'm pretty sure my wife counted three thousand, but." Right. Oh no, no, no. Nope. A thousand. That's all you get paid. Here you for. go. There's two sets of books. The theory, the the theory was you got the the wrestlers got paid thirty to thirty five percent of the gross. Okay. Divided amongst all the wrestlers that wrestle in the card. That's upped up. But again, like you said, it's like, what's the gross? Yeah. Is it what you say the gross is, or is it what it really was? All That's right. Shady as fuck. Here's my last thing. Yes. Uh, 
going back to the Kistel podcast, and I don't want to sound like I'm a Brody King mark, but they asked him mm-hmm. um, if they wrestled differently when they were on TV right. versus not on TV. Right. And they said, you know, you know, when it comes up and they're like, okay, we're going to a uh, commercial. Right. Do you do a 90-minute, like, hug and right. then, like, bump out of it after that? Or, right. And he's like, you know, no. Um, it's AWG. AEW? No, 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 no. Where, where he's at now. I mean, he's in Ring of Honor, but he's also in a... NWA. He wrestles for Corgan, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not in AEW. That's not right. No, 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 no. PWG. PWG. Thank you. Thank you. That's Wrestling where I was. That's why. That's where I was going. That's in California. It, anyway, yeah, and they had a thing where they talked about um, like the WrestleMania version of that Battle of Los Angeles, and he won that. Bola. Yeah, he won Bola. Yeah, I think he won it last year or the year before. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so going back to this, they said, um, "Do you wrestle differently?" And he said. No, not so much. They cu- they cut it well enough that they can do it in post to make it to make it work. Right. Um, he said the only thing that's different is that you have to kind of temper your actions where you are on the card. Correct. You never want sure. like this, this second match to be fucking. Off the wall, crazy 100%. balls out. That's to beat the main. That's pro the, wrestling one on one. The title you card. Don't want yeah, the opening match. Yep. To have the way it used to work was, I mean, in the NWA, for example, mm. Jim Crockett Promotions in Carolinas, you never went out of the ring. Right. You if you never were, did any high, no. they're called high spots. Like sure. Jumps the, off the top rope or whatever. Talked about. Yep. You didn't do any high spots. Nope. You just chain wrestled which is like hold in the hold in the ropes shoulder block jump over leapfrog shoulder block that's all you did for 10 minutes and then somebody got pinned over somebody right you did you didn't bleed you you're didn't not fighting gonna, outside you didn't throw a lot of punches you're not gonna that's show the way it worked anybody because right. you wanted those matches to build to the main event mm-hmm. and you don't want the main event to be shortchanged right. by anything under it. Okay. That's the way it worked for a very long time. Especially old school, especially promoters like in Jim Crockett Promotions, where they wrestled a loop, meaning Monday they were in this town, Tuesday they were in this town, Wednesday right. they were in this town. Vince, to a certain extent, once the Attitude Era hit, once Stone Cold and The Rock and those guys mm-hmm. were that changed a lot. Those guys now, those first matches, on Conrad Thompson's podcast, which I listen to religiously, all four of them now, they talk about Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. and how he would go out, and Eric Bischoff especially in w, when Eddie was in WCW. They Eddie would go out first in the mm-hmm. first match and kill it and do all the flip-flop, flip-flop, sure. flip-flop things, high spots and back yeah. and forth. And he'd go back to the curtain and guys like Vader and Lex Luger and those guys would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You're making us look bad. Right. Because all they can do. They can't. Is punch, punch, mm-hmm. kick, punch. Sure. Uh, you know, that's all they can do. They can't do the flips. They can't do no. the, 
the high spots in the ropes, off the ropes, right. that kind of thing. They can't do that shit. So it was the job of the early guys to just get the crowd warmed up for the main event. Mm-hmm. Whereas once the Attitude Era, and to a certain extent when the 83 weeks of the WCW took over, they started doing all that stuff early. Right. Because they wanted to grab your attention. Right. They didn't want you to flip to the other channel. Right? Exactly. So when Nitro was three hours and they started at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff to this day talks about on his podcast, the first match out of the gate was a luchador match because they wanted to keep your attention. Sure. Then they do the luchador match with flip flops and, oh, shit, and what's this guy going to do next? And blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. They give you the gaga. And mm-hmm. then the next event would be the one to set up the next top of the hour match. Okay. Right? So they'd have whoever come out and do a promo mm-hmm. to set up the next. You got to cut it. And then they would come back from commercial. Sure. Then it would be flip, flop, flop, flop again, right? Because they want to keep your attention. They don't want you changing that channel nope. the USA Network. They want to keep you here. So to do that, they do all they can do to, to flip, flop, flop and get things ready for the main event, mm-hmm. which is going to be the NWO, which is going to be Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hogan, sure. Giant, Sting, Luger. Whoever else, right? And that's that's the way it worked. They tried to, especially with Nitro, they want to get your attention and keep it. Whereas on Monday nights now, they don't have to do that. No, they just start top of the hour. Mm-hmm. Here's how it works, people out there in in podcast land, as we're almost at two hour podcast. They do the angle they're going to have at the end mm-hmm. up front to keep to to quote unquote keep you sure. Then they throw you a bone, they give it. you a couple matches in between that are decent mm-hmm. to keep you for the end. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the WWE formula on Raw or SmackDown. Right. All Elite's format isn't that different, to be honest. It's just that AEW has to work to get you interested in what's happening because a lot of the guys that wrestle on the show, you have no history of. There's no Raw to go back to to watch the young bucks wrestle. There's no um there's no smackdown to go back and watch Kenny Omega wrestle. <laughs> that doesn't happen. So they have to get you involved from the jump in what they're doing right now. Kenny Omega, Ring of Honor guy. Uh yeah. 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 I mean they all were Ring of Honor guys. Sure. And then they went to Japan and then mm-hmm. Cody blew up and the whole thing. Um but I mean the the, the impetus behind AEW was Tony Khan. Like, they tell the story, Conrad tells the story of going for his 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. His parents asked him, what do you want to do? And his parents go, uh, well, you can go with your friends somewhere here. You can go to Florida, go to the, uh, you know, the Redneck Riviera of the Gulf Coast of Florida. But they didn't do that. They, uh, he decided he wanted to go to an ECW show. Uh, in Philly for his 18th birthday. So his parents went, uh, okay. So that's what happened. He went to Philly for his 18th birthday. And then Tony Khan was at the same show. And and they didn't know it, but Tony Khan was at that show. Like, Tony Khan's 18th birthday. Shad asked him, what do you want to do? And Shad's like, and, and Tony went, I want to go to a wrestling show, ECW show. Now, granted, how they got there is completely different. Tony Khan probably took a private jet, and and uh, and Conrad flew coach, but sure. it's the same concept, right? 
um, Tony Khan is a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. whereas Vince is a wrestling promoter, and that's the difference. Oh, Tony Khan wants to show you what you want to see, and Vince is a business. Vince man. is going to show you what you th- what he thinks you want to see, uh-huh. or what he pays somebody correct to, and that's a problem. Yeah, right. It's not really a problem necessarily, but. That's what makes AEW fun to watch. And, sure. And WWE, not so fun to watch. Right. It's it's about the spontaneity and who's going to show up next. Mm-hmm. It's that. And what's going to happen next. Like, WWE, you can almost predict it. Right. Like, you know this guy's going to do this to this guy, and this guy's going to do this, and this girl's going to do this, and this, you know. Formulaic, almost. Whereas AEW is new. But people eat that up. It's two weeks in, and they've... It's why James Patterson puts out a book every week. <laughs> right. There's, it's formulaic. You know, there's 1.4 million that watch AEW the first week and 1.2 million that watch AEW the second week. Mm. That's why, mm-hmm. because they want to see something different, right? Than what Vince is giving you. So, all right, man. Climb a wall, Jason. Oh, I apparently. Uh, I could go on for hours and hours. If you no, know me at all, I well, could go on for hours. And I hours and hours I alluded hours to a different podcast on the network. That yeah. might cater to folks that there, like a there thing. There could be a thing. Such as this. There might be a thing. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, but I'll tell you what I do know, Jason. What do you know? We're on Facebook. Yeah, we are. www.facebook.com. So it's just that pod. Uh, we're on Twitter. I am at Triple Indies. Jason is at J the Letter. T H E L T T E R. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can find us. On oh you can email us sorry you can do that too uh, Joe at sfpodcast.com or Jason at sfpodcast.com we are on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify and now Alexa just by saying hey Alexa play the it's that podcast through the playing app yeah man do rate that. review and subscribe yeah it don't five cost stars nothing. don't cost nothing just come on man up. just get the click 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 right right I'm sure Coach will after this hour of oh, uh, wrestling talk the second hour no sure for He's real love it. And we thank you. We do. Uh, for putting up with us today. This is what happens when there's no bears. We just yeah, run man. wild. We our, do. Our brains run wild. Kids run wild. Oh, what do we got? Oh, wait. Oh. What's this? Oh, wait. I don't know. It kind of sounds like a car. 68 Camaro getting fired up. Sounds like um, Stranglehold Sun. It kind of sounds like Detroit Rock City. You, you, the beginning of Detroit. You're Rock hearing City. that? Okay. So, anyway. Anyway. We want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, as epic as it was. <laughs> In my mind. In our minds. Sure. Of, uh, of It's That Podcast. We'll see you next time.
Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.